0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm here to be your host and to talk about mindfulness and emotional intelligence and the wonderful benefits that we can get through these practices. Uh, pardon me today if my throat is a little scratchy again. I actually did a, uh, another uh, online seminar last night, a webinar as they call it, um, on stress reduction in my, with mindfulness, and uh, my gosh, it was so awesome. Uh, but it's really hard because I wind up talking for literally like two hours straight. But my gosh, I had another like, you know, last time I did it, I had 40 some odd people. Last night it was like 36 people and, uh, and they stayed on until the very end, which is just so gratifying to me that, that there's so many people who feel that they can get a benefit out of this knowledge about mindfulness. And, um, and of course, the same way that I do with you, I talk about how it's, it's just so vitally important to actually do the practice. You know, it's not just about me sitting there and talking for an hour and a half and then answering questions for another 45 minutes, um, actually an hour and 15 minutes and then 45 minutes. Um, you know, that, that that knowledge is important and that knowledge is helpful, but but the knowledge alone is not sufficient. It really, the, the whole thing relies on you being able to do the practices. Um, during the call, I went through a little meditation, about three, four minutes, and uh, gosh, it's just so, so... Gratifying to see so many people wanting to get in on this uh, on this mindfulness thing. So um, anyway, so so here in this podcast we talk about. Um, oh, oh, by the way, I will be doing this webinar every two weeks. Okay, it's I've I've committed to doing this because the the amazing response that I get from it is just it's truly amazing. And so um, so because of that, I'm doing it every two weeks. So if you are interested in attending one of them, uh, I will try to post the um, the link to register for the the webinar each um you know before each one but you feel free to email me, or uh, you know, or or set up a call on my website, and uh, I can certainly uh, give you the information on how to register for it. It's really really helpful. And I, honestly, last night one of the people in the webinar asked if I have a podcast, so I think we're getting a little bit of a crossover here. So so the webinar people are joining the podcast audience, and so I would love for the audience, uh, the podcast audience, to join the web webinar people, and uh, that would be awesome. So um, so anyway, moving on. Um, I just want to continue my introduction and tell you that scratchy throat and all <laughs> what we talk about here is um, you know again not only the way that these these wonderful ben- these wonderful practices can benefit our lives in so many ways but but more importantly what I do is I give you practices to do it okay um, honestly just like the webinar um, even though my my marketing coaches <laughs> everybody you know frown upon it you know I'm really giving you everything you need right here to to do it. Um, you know, obviously, I, I've mentioned here before that I do offer coaching services uh, to help people to instill these these uh, qualities in their lives and these practices in their lives. Um, but really, you have everything you need right here. Uh, if you listen to these podcasts every day or even a few times a week and you, you do the practices that I give you every Wednesday, and it's not like you have to even do every single practice, but if you're just picking a couple of these and doing them every day and then complementing those with the the concept of of doing other activities in your life as you know as per the the definition of mindfulness which is to say paying attention on purpose in the present moment non-judgmentally then you will reach these benefits i mean it 's just it 's just a, a cause and effect kind of thing you know it 's just like math it 's like two plus two equals four If you do this work, you will reap the benefits and so um, so yeah so so here i am it 's uh, Monday morning and uh, or afternoon actually and i 'm really excited to be here again. I had this amazing just amazing webinar last night. It's you know, and, and during the webinar actually one of the people who was um, one of the people there was asking the question about um, you know, he said he said, I thrive on stress at work, you know, so what's that all about? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the difference between eustress and distress. You know, the distress is what is what makes us panic and, and you know and, and breaks down our body. But but last night I was feeling eustress in a very big way. I get off of this two hours call and I am just wired. I was just buzzing with it. And, um, and that's the difference between distress and eustress as I've talked about here before. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm definitely a little groggy today because (laughs) I couldn't get to sleep last night after this, uh, getting so charged up. Um, but anyway, um, what I want to talk about today is uh, is something that actually just came up you know during the webinar I, I offer my program uh, and I offer for people to book a call with me to get into the program you know because I don't want to I don't like to just put out like a link to, to sign up for my program because the problem with doing that I found that that you know a lot of people you know feel like they're you know they're after something that is you know kind of a magic pill if you will right like like they they want to be able to just, you know, like, you know, listen to a two hour webinar or, or, you know, or go to a couple of classes, you know, not really do any work beyond that and just get the benefits anyway, you know, and, and it just doesn't work that way. And so I don't like to, you know, to take people's money and then, you know, I mean, even if I'm going to give the money back, it's just, it's just so much more of a hassle than to actually just tell people, Okay. Just sign up for this fifteen-minute call. I'm going to get a feel from you whether you you understand the the commitment that you have to make. You understand the fact that this these benefits are reliant upon your work that you're going to do. And if if I feel that it's a, a an affirmative, then I'll sign you up into the program. But if I don't, then I'm just going to tell you, like, hey, listen to my podcast. You know, read this book. You know get into it another way, you know, because, because if you, if you just kind of do it for a couple of weeks and then drop off, unfortunately it just doesn't work, you know? And so, and so I actually just had someone, uh, about an hour ago who, who signed up for this call and, uh, and she was amazing. And she's, she signed up for the program because she definitely belongs here. You know, um, you know, she, she had sort of the, the three main things that I require, right. Which is, um, you know, a commitment, um, an actual need and an understanding of, of the work that's going to be required. You know, she, she checked off all three of those boxes. And so therefore I, I was like, okay, yeah, welcome you in with a red carpet, uh, with open arms. Um, but, uh, but but what I but something came up during the call with her that was really really interesting that I, I I think I've mentioned this here and there before in this in this podcast but I want to cover it a little bit in depth now uh, because it just came up and it's really an interesting thing so um, so if you live in a family or even if you live with roommates or even if you just live <laughs> right uh, chances are that you have some level of drama that that sort of you know comes into your life here and there, right? And now again with a family, especially, you know, this becomes um, sometimes more prevalent, you know, because you you have, you know, you know, family and roommates too. Like any time that you're sort of you know, confined to this sort of domicile with people, you know, in an apartment or a house or, or whatever whatever your living conditions are, even if you're living out of a van, you know, um, you're 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 very likely to, you know, to experience times where, you know, there's a discordance between, you know, what you want and what the other people in your family want, or or what you find desirable and what they find desirable, or or what you, you know, you know, just given your moods or, or your tendencies. You know, oftentimes times these things are not going to align a hundred percent with everybody who lives within a household. And so therefore, you know, it becomes like this, you know, this dissonance and this discordance, you know, creates a drama, right? It creates this sort of like, you know, tension between everybody, you know, and, um, and that's something that actually, that mindfulness practices actually really goes a long way to alleviating. And, um, and it's no mystery either. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you exactly why this happens now. Uh, but before I do, I want to mention that, um, that actually uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who's the Zen master from Vietnam, um, it's like 90 something years old now, but he's been, uh, you know, he's, he's authored several amazing books. Uh, his name is tick not han, t h i c h n h a t h a n h Thich Nhat Hanh, okay, and so uh, if you're interested in looking him up, he's amazing. Now, he's pretty popular, so many of you have probably heard about him. He's been on the Oprah show, you know, he's very, very accessible to Western uh, society and culture, and he's, you know, and the work that he does is amazing, but, but one of the things that, it's kind of amazing that I, I picked up, you know, most of the books that I buy are used books, and that's, that's my sort of integrity for myself. I'm not trying to project this onto you, but uh, but my integrity says that I want to consume less in the world, right, and so, so if there's a book that's already out there that I want to read, you know, there's no need for me to buy a new book. I can buy a used one, you know, plus it saves me a couple of dollars and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, so I picked up a, uh, a book by Thich Nhat Hanh, one of his amazing, like several, several amazing books that he's written. And uh, the one that I'm, I'm talking about now is called The Magic of Mindfulness. And um, and so I picked it up used in, in a local bookstore uh, out here in Denver. and uh, Or actually, I think I found it online actually and so um and so I, I got this book and I started reading it and and in the whole book now oftentimes when you buy a used book, you know one of the the sort of perils about buying used books is that sometimes you, you get a copy that's been marked up a little bit, you know, there's highlighted or there's, uh, you know, there, there's underlines or there's, you know, notes written in the margins and stuff. And I actually love that, you know, because when I'm reading these books that are marked and notated and, and folded, you know, dog-eared and stuff, I'm like, I'm like, I kind of like put myself in the role of the person who read it before me. And I'm like, huh, this is what this person found interesting. You know, I don't necessarily find it interesting to say, Way that they did, you know. I don't know that I would underline this passage, but it's it's cool to to get into people's heads that way. Yeah, it's just something I enjoy. Um, and so and so, but this particular book was very clean. Like I, you know, as I was reading it, there was nothing underlined. There was no notations. There was no. I think there was a, a person's name in the front, you know, inside the front cover, which is also something I really love. You know, it's like wow, you know, Jane whatever your name is, you know, like, I'm so glad that you've read this book, too, you know, uh, because I know that you really enjoyed it, and like I do, because it's such an amazing book, you know, that kind of thing, um, and then I start trying to picture, like, you know, this person's life, and it gets a little deep for me, but anyway, uh, not to digress, this, this particular book, I think there was a name written in the inside cover, but that was it, you know, I didn't see anything else aside from that, and I was just, I was reading, 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 and this, you know, it's a really clean book, so then I'm thinking, like, wow, so this is a really good bargain that I got, you know, it's, like practically a brand new book here, and I got it for like a third of the cost, you know, so that also makes you feel good, um, but about, you know, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through the book, I turn a page, and all of a sudden, there's one passage that is highlighted in yellow, right, And and this is the only passage in the entire book that was highlighted, you know, and this was actually back in the pretty early stages of my own mindfulness journey, so we're looking back around six, Years ago, or something like that, seven years ago and um and so i this one passage was was highlighted, and I was like, "Oh wow, look at this and so of course i I jumped right to that passage It was on the op- opposing page, but i couldn 't help but just to jump ahead to that and and read this passage, and it wound up being something that was so profound to me and um i 'm going to paraphrase it but but essentially it 's a short paragraph where uh, Thich not Han says that um that if you have a family right and and one person in that family practices mindfulness, then the rest of the family will automatically become more mindful as a result of that person practicing mindfulness you know again he 's much more poetic in the way he writes it, um, but that 's paraphrased, and that 's essentially the gist of what he said in this passage and and that and it was one of those like where I put the thing down for a second and just thought about that for a few minutes and like. Like, wow, that is so deep and heavy. And that's so important for me to understand that, Um, you know, because, you know, as you know, from from my story, you know, many of you might know some of you probably you don't know, but, but my story is, is filled with a lot of, you know, interpersonal difficulties throughout my life. And, um, and one of those difficulties was, was my family, you know, it was, you know, when, when my daughter was born, I had just, um, lost my job in the corporate advertising world of New York, um, which was, you know, going, you know, it was like a very, very stressful, you know, period in my life when I worked in that industry, you know, and so I lost my job there, um, you know, just as, my daughter, like, like weeks after my daughter was born, our first child, you know, we had just bought a house six months prior. And so, you know, so my life was pretty much turned upside down in a, like, freak show of stress and, and anxiety. And, um, and of course, some depression and, you know, weird thoughts and stuff. And, um, and so I I decided because that was 2008 at the financial collapse, you know, that's why I lost my job, because, you know, the advertising industry was contracting in a very severe way. And so it was like, I was faced with the choice of either like clawing my way back into the uh, into that industry, um, you know, with probably taking a much lower salary, um, and doing more work for that lower salary, right? Or I decided to uh, to open up a little cafe um, near my house so that I could be close to my my young family and um, and try to, you know, try to live differently through that, you know? And boy, was I mistaken. <laughs> that turned out to be like going from the frying pan into the fire, you know? Because all of a sudden now, I you know, instead of working 60 or 70 hours for the corporate, um, you know, advertising industry, I was working now, you know, 70, 80, sometimes 90 hours a week a week for myself, you know, just to keep this business afloat. And, and of course there was so much, you know, I talk a lot about how, you know, there's what we know, there's what we don't know. And then the much bigger sphere is what we don't know, we don't know, you know, and then I realized very quickly that there was so much I didn't know, I didn't know about running a food business. And so, um so it became like a crisis of stress, you know, and, um and of course that, that, you know, as you, you might've heard the story before about the, Angry art coffee drink you know one of the I was in such a a reactive and stressed out place in owning this um this cafe that uh, a woman I hired she it was like her second day she made up a coffee drink named it after me called the angry art you know and so like that's how bad it was and um and of course that that carried over into my family you know that spilled over and um, and it created a really really stressful you know place for my family and you know my wife and I you know we you know, several times we came up to the cusp, the very brink of divorce, Um, you know, we would, you know, have arguments in front of the babies, and, you know, it was just, it was like, really, there was a lot of bad stuff that was happening at that time in, in my family life, you know, and so that's why this passage really just resonated so loudly with me, that I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, you mean that I can, if I work on myself this way, then the rest of my family is going to benefit from the work that I do? Well, Jeez, come on, tick. Tell me more. <laughs> like, and I just, you know, I just then devoured the book at twice the pace, and you know, bought another book, another book, another book. You know, I just, I wanted to learn everything I could about this mindfulness. I wanted to learn how to how to incorporate it in my life because because that reward alone was just huge. Like, of course, I was very excited about you know the benefits for myself, but if it could help me also repair some of the damage that I had done with my family through all of this, you know, this crazy stressed out life that I was living then I mean that was just that well that became even more important to me you know and um and so so you know so it just and and actually at the time I remember thinking as I told this this woman who I was on the phone with today because you know because she she was talking also like she's like I hope that this helps you know the other people in my family and I and I told her about how this does help, you know, and it's it's a it's a a, a founded, uh, you know, reality that that this will help the rest of the people in your family. And and what I did with her and what I remember thinking at the time when I read that passage in that book is that it's it's similar, it's it's analogous to the the uh, the instructions that they give you on the airplane right and you know when they're going over the emergency procedures right and this always struck me as odd like like if i'm sitting there next to my child you know How can I put my own oxygen mask on before putting my child's oxygen mask on? You know, and so that's something that I I really deliberated about over, over, you know, years of my life. And I I always, every time I got on a plane, I I always contemplated that pretty deeply. And, um, and of course I agreed in the end with what they're saying because it's important to understand that, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not able to breathe, then you're not going to be able to help your child. You know, and so that's what that means. Like, like you have to to take care of yourself first so that you have the, the ability then to care for this other person, you know? And and that's exactly I think what Tickn or part at least of what Tik Nan Han was saying in that passage is that, you know, is that when you work on yourself and you become something that is, you know, and I think it works on two different levels. You know, number one, it's the kind of thing where you have the resources to to handle things differently, right? And so and so your instincts are going to be changed, right? So so therefore when you know when this, you know, thing happens within your family, right? Like when one family member and another family member have some kind of conflict whether it's with you or or with two you know, people who are not you um you know you're you're going to you're going to react differently to that, and you're going to respond differently to that, and you're going to give different, you know, levels of energy into that, right? And and with mindfulness, of course, the energy that you're going to have now is to not, you know, propel that drama, right? You're always going to look for the way to to, to dissipate, to, to lower the tension that's involved with whatever that drama is, right? And that's and that's sort of a direct effect, right? But there's something else that happens as well, um, which is that, you know, that, that just the way way that you act on your own, right? It's, it's, you become a different sort of, you know, like, well, first of all, I mean, it can be an example, right? Like, like when people see how, you know, how you've changed, right? You become an inspiration that way, you know? And, and I remember that actually coming up with my wife at one point, um, during, you know, my mindfulness journey, you know, there was a time where, you know, where, where, you know, sh- there was something happened with the kids and, and she was, you know, really upset about it. And, you know, and of course I don't judge or blame her for, for how she was feeling. I, I completely understood it at the time. And it was you know seemed pretty justifiable, you know um but but I was handling it in a very cool and level headed way you know and and I remember her turning to me and being like. You know, like, oh, I don't remember exactly the words that she said leading up to this, but but it was almost like the fact, like, like how are you not losing your shit, your stuff, <laughs> pardon me, how is you you're not losing your stuff the way that I'm losing my, you know, patience. And, and, and then she looked at me and she was like, she's like, how do I do this? And she's waving her arm at me, like, like, how do I do what you're doing right now? And, uh, and I was like, I was like, that was such a profound, you know, lesson for me because, I realized that that yeah that's the difference you know because I am able to stay calm in this situation where you know where where we're otherwise i wouldn't have been like in the past I would have been the same you know sort of tense and stressed out um, energy as as she was exhibiting at that point right and and but because I had worked on myself and I had developed these skills and again you can only develop skills through practice right and because I had practice and had developed these skills by this point in my life I was able to remain calm it's that simple and and by remaining calm I served as you know not only an inspiration to, to my wife that way but again as I said a moment ago the other half of it that happens is that you know when I respond to what's going on my response is always going to be in a way that de-escalates the situation right it never escalates the situation and now listen I don't want to you think like I'm perfect you know because I'm not and, and sometimes yeah maybe I do say things that, that do escalate the, the situation but the difference is that I realize that I've done that very very quickly quickly. And I will always be able to turn around and be like, Hey, look, you know, I shouldn't have said what I just said, shouldn't have done what I just did. Let's all take a deep breath. Let's, you know, and, and then I de-escalate. you know, so, so I don't want you to think like, you know, like it's all perfect. Cause that's never the case. You know, there are still things that, you know, that, that, you know, will sometimes trigger me, but the difference is that I see the trigger much sooner than, than I previously had in my life. And, and therefore, even if I do take like one step in the escalation direction, I'm quickly going to take two steps in the de-escalation direction. But the bottom line that I'm saying is that because of the mindfulness and the emotional intelligence that I've developed through mindfulness practices, I'm able to always have that as my goal, right? Like once I can think about it and, and you know, and and see what's happening, I know that the best thing to do is to reduce the level of tension, not to increase the level of intention. All right. And that's, I think, what, what Thich Nhat Han was talking about in that passage that, you know, that as we develop a mindful, you know, habit on our own, and as we, you know, as we become more mindful in this kind of way, you know, we then, you know, the, the energy exchange becomes much different right like like and and like I just said i don 't mean to repeat myself but but we become the de escalating force in the home, right, and so therefore, the rest of the family like it's almost like you know, as I was telling this wonderful woman I spoke with earlier on the phone like like it's like you know the drama like like it, it just doesn't have anything to latch onto right it can't like continue right because you're not giving it the energy you're not feeding it it's like a fire right you're not giving it wood and oxygen and fuel to burn, you're, you're taking it that all away. And therefore, you know, the, the drama just goes away. And so therefore, you know, the rest of your family does automatically become more mindful because they, you know, because you're do, you're doing it and they're seeing you and they're feeling you do it. And so therefore automatically they start acting in that way, even if they're not technically practicing the mindfulness, you know, and, and however, in most circumstances, what's going to, happen is people are going to see, like my wife did, you know, they're going to see that, that, like, look at what, what's happening with this person. Like, like this person in the family is not feeling what I'm feeling right now, and I don't like what I'm feeling right now, so therefore, how do I do what this person's doing so that I can feel like they're feeling and not the way I'm feeling? And there and at that point, they do start doing the mindfulness practices, and at that point, they do start doing their own work and, and improving themselves, and, and so therefore, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh was a 100% correct, that, that you know, if one person in the family practices mindfulness at an intentional and sustained level, then automatically the rest of the family is going to start picking it up as well. All right, so uh, I just wanted to kind of you know throw that out there today. you know again, it was a very late night for me, and i 'm kind of groggy today and scratchy voice <laughs> and, uh, and so this was just it was a, a very happy coincidence that this came up in the phone call uh, just this morning so um, so I thought that would be a good subject to sort of start out the week with with you all and uh, I hope you appreciate that um, so as always, if you have any questions about any of this that i 'm talking about, you know whether it 's what I talked about today or or anything in in the Realm of mindfulness on any level. Um, I invite you to to reach out to me, okay, and uh, and ask me questions. You know, tell me what you're feeling, tell me what you're going through. Let me talk to you. Let me let me help. You know, let me see if if there's something I can do to help you. Uh, because it really feels good to help people. You know, and um, and and maybe in that way I can inspire you to help other people. You know, and and again, you know, we can look at this as as one big family here, right? There's there's uh, something like. 30 people who are regularly listening to this podcast, like every single day. And so, so if I can, you know, so this is a family of, thir- I mean, there's some episodes where there's over a hundred people have listened, but, but I think pretty regularly every single day I have, you know, around 30, give or take uh, people, you know, and so that's a family, you know, we are a family of 30 people who are all listening to this this podcast. And, you know, I mean, eventually, you know, I should start a Facebook group and (laughs) I would love to know if you would join the Facebook group. Um, And, and, you know, but, but the thing is though, that like, as we, you know, as we all practice mindfulness, other people who come into this family are going to become more mindful as well. You know, so new listeners and new, you know, it's like, it's like we're reaching people on that level. And then of course, each one of you in your lives, if you're, if you're practicing these things and you're, um, you know, developing these qualities of mindfulness and emotional intelligence through the practices that you're doing, then everyone in your family and, and every one of your friends and all the people in your network, are also going to start uh, becoming more mindful as well. And so you can see now the ripple effect that this can have and how this can have a profound effect, a really beneficial profound effect on the world, right? And I mean, you know, uh, Chay Meng Tan, who is, uh, you know, one of my teachers and the the person who started um, the Google... um, uh, program, the mindfulness program at Google called Search Inside Yourself. You know, he, he wrote the book and started the program at Google because he, you know, he legitimately has a, a vision for creating the, the uh, environment for world peace within his lifetime. And so, and so when we when we talk about this ripple effect of how we can all you know sort of like affect the people in our lives and and sort of let this thing ripple out into these you know viral networks of people out there, you know you can start to see that that's not such a far fetched goal, you know that that you know because if everybody in the world, you know the Dalai Lama has said that if if we were to teach every child in the world uh, to meditate every day, that that war would be you know, a, a long forgotten notion in two generations, I think he says, you know, the point is that, that if we start now, and we get everybody into this, that eventually there won't be any more conflict, you know, because, because this, again, this is like, we understand like that there's no reason for the conflict, you know, and, and, and therefore we don't engage in the conflict, but we deescalate the conflict. So, so anyway, if you're looking to get in touch with me, here's how you do it. You, you can go on my website, uh, art artburnscoaching.com uh right along the top banner there there's a a a link that says um uh virtual cup of tea you click on that link you'll open up into my online calendar program you can then um you know when you see the uh the different times available it means that they're automatically available for me and every other time has been blocked out of my other calendars and so when you pick one of those times it will automatically register on my calendar so therefore there will be no double booking there will be no need to uh cancel any calls and um and so yeah and then we you know you answer a couple of questions you send your phone number and boom we're set we'll, we'll have a little conversation conversation. Um... The other way to do it is just simply send me an email. Uh, you know, my email address is art at artburnscoaching.com, and I promise to you I answer every single email that comes into that address and I will answer yours. So if you'd like to get in touch with me to talk about any of this, you know, whether it's talking about some of the issues that we cover here, uh, ask any questions you might have, or or if you want to explore the idea of you know of, of working with me as a coach, you know, and, and really you know instilling this mindfulness, because if you're having trouble, you know, sustaining your your, your daily practice and you're having trouble you know kind of uh, keeping up with everything and, and really enveloping this mindfulness into your life then maybe you do need some help and and you know I'm, I'm currently you know' I've, I've kind of gotten away from the one-on-one coaching I, I mean it's available if anybody wants it but, but what I'm focusing on now is doing group coaching sessions right so so I create you know groups of say ten people and we work together for eight weeks right and um, and and if I do this in this way, I'm able to keep the cost much lower. Uh, So you're talking about like $15, you know, a week kind of thing, um, that you can do this for eight weeks. And and by the end of eight weeks, you know, you are developing habits. That's the thing, you know, a habit by the scientists who know about habits, you know, they tell us it's about 66 days that it requires to to build a full habit, you know, so two months is 60 days, you know, 62 days, 61 days, something like that. Um, And so, so, you know, so if, if you're, you know, if you have help by, you know, and one of the things that I love about the group coaching is that we, we split into pairs so that you have an accountability partner, right? And you and that partner every, you know, every week will have to come together and say, okay, you know, here's the practice that I did this week. Here's how it feels to do this practice this week. And here's one way in my life in which I see that this practice is having an effect, right? And so if you do that every single week and you're held accountable to doing that with each each other with one person, then you're going to be more likely to do the practices. And therefore, at the end of 62, 61 or 62 days, you know, you're going to be in a position where You know you're able to do this, and 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 it's become a habit. And 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 at that point, once it's a habit, you're gold. You don't have to worry about this anymore because then then it's just making it stronger and making it. You know, but but at that point, you've realized how much this is helping, and then there's no stopping you. It's like riding a bike downhill. You know, it's like you just you know you know let your your feet just you know still and glide and just feel the wind rushing past you because you're just on a free ride and you're just loving it. Um. So yeah. So that's an option too if if you'd like to talk about that. So go ahead and hit me up. I would love to hear from you. And, um, and, and I, I love if I don't hear from you too, I love the fact that you're out there listening to me, uh, even if I don't get to hear you as well. So, um, so aside from that, I just wanted to uh, tell you all, I wish you well, and, uh, I hope you're all having a great day today. And, um, I can't wait to come back tomorrow and talk about some more stuff. All right, everybody have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.